Welcome to the Pin and Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Vilcher alongside Nick Briggs. Well, not alongside, but uh, you get the idea. Uh, Briggsy, uh, how's it going here? We're a week, more than a week into January. Only uh, six weeks away from the state tournament. That sounds weird for preps and, uh, you know, uh, less than two months away from conference and uh, tournaments for Division One, and and just about two months away from national tournaments. Actually, seems like it's gone by really fast. Yeah. So the uh, with the with the state tournament, you, you back that up three weeks. You know, to include or two weeks anyway to include districts and sectionals. So your tournament time is going to be going and about a month i would you know i guess right so um yeah that's it's it's getting to be crunch time for the for the preps or close to crunch time for the preps and uh so so this this time of year you know you've got some guys that have cut down on the prep side and on the college side actually that their descent plan probably allowed them to finally get down to their maybe their desirable weight um, and some are they're playing around like you mentioned Wyatt volker uh earlier uh this week and uh you know who knows where he's going to land. I don't know if it matters that much, really, but but that those types of sort of things are going on. So we'll uh, turn uh, our attention to uh, high school wrestling here on the Pitting Combination Podcast. Uh, always enjoy talking uh, with you about that as well. Um, you know, uh, finally a, a big first weekend here of of dual or. Of tournaments on, on Saturday, uh, of course, uh, kind of jumped right into the heat of the battle here, as we mentioned earlier. That uh, you know we're we're just four and a half uh, weeks until sectionals in the postseason uh, officially begins for some schools. Right, uh, and we like you said, jump right into it. I think we should start with Benton Community. That's the one that was close. And the, uh, I know Ames was also another big one, a little bit further away that some of the local teams competed in. But Benton Community, KJ, I know you were there, so take it away, man. Yeah, I tell you, uh, that's uh, that's a tournament um, that uh, that is probably one of the one of the best run tournaments. I mean, we were really lucky with uh, uh, you know a lot of great programs that run good tournaments, but they're they're right up there among the best. Um, with the field, the way it's run, everything. Um, and it didn't disappoint. I tell you what, you had three, uh, three great teams in West Delaware, Don Bosco and uh, Waukee Northwest there. They finished one, two, and three. Um, but, but West Delaware, I tell you what, uh, you know, they put five in the finals, only had one champ, Wyatt Volker at 195. Um, but, this is the thing that got me, and I think this is this is what set West Delaware apart from a lot of teams uh, this year and in the past. They had ten wrestlers that finished fourth or better, uh, so ten out of fourteen wrestlers uh, made uh, made the top four, and then they had one more that finished fifth. So you had all but three wrestlers finish fifth or better. Uh, they were able to win by about forty three points over Don Bosco, who had. Uh, Two champs uh, in Garrett Funk and uh, Jared Theory, but uh, 
Uh, I tell you, their their balance, and they weren't even at full strength. They're missing one or two guys. Um, they they just seem to put out a competitive uh, wrestler at each weight, and uh, you know, you kind of just see that. Uh, you know, kind of distance themselves. That's that's what makes them, uh, you know, defending champs and and ranked number one again this year. Right. And then, then, uh, Waukee, I see had the most number of champs. Waukee Northwest, I should say. Right. They had three, um, Griffin Gamble. Uh, he ended up being the, uh, uh, outstanding wrestler voted on by the coaches. Uh, he won a title, their heavyweight, uh, Ben Ryland, um, one. And then, uh, uh, Freeman who had, uh, one of the fastest falls, uh, all one champions, uh, or all one championships for Waukee Northwest. I think it's Carter Freeman, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing, just to kind of reiterate the balance that West Delaware had, uh, you know, they had one champion. You had Don Bosco with two, Waukee Northwest with three. Union Community had two champs. Uh, Jace Hedeman, uh, their uh, 106 pounder, and then uh, Hunter Worthen at uh, 152. Um, both of them won. But here, uh, you know, they had one lone champ uh, in Wyatt Volker, and uh, they still won by plenty. But um, the, the weights uh, were really, really good. It was kind of interesting, though. A couple medical forfeits. And, in the final matches, uh, you know, both involved uh, the Sanders brothers from Vinton Shellsburg. Cooper Sanders received a medical forfeit from Isaiah Weber of Independence in the 145-pound final. I tell you, uh, Cooper Sanders, Gabe Sanders was really, really tough. Uh, Gabe Sanders, uh, uh, with the, he uh, medical forfeited to Worthen at 152, but... I, you know, Vin Shellsford, I think uh, in the tournament rankings, they've climbed to like fifth in 2A, uh, if I saw that correctly. And I kind of see why now, because you've got three guys in the middle of that lineup, and I, and I think they're uh, impacting the others in that team too. But you've got the Sanders brothers and then uh, Brady Orton at 160 uh, that uh, – that could place very, very high on that podium in Des Moines. Man, I can't remember the last time uh, Vinton Shellsburg was, uh, you know, had a maybe a trophy-worthy team. I mean, we'll see, um, you know, if they place yeah. high enough. So. The, the closest I remember them having a team that would be maybe top 10-ish uh, was when um, Dick Ingvall was coaching. Of course, you know uh, – Coaching Vol. Um, he was there for a couple of years and they had five state qualifiers. I think that was in 2007 because I had to leave uh, his, our younger daughter Katie was being born. But I think they had five state qualifiers that year and uh, they had a potential. I, I can't remember what they ended up finishing because I ended up leaving uh, the tournament early. And, but that's the that's the only time I ever remember Vin shows for being uh, uh, yep. being near that top ten. So that's a, 
Hey, Dick Gainville, longtime coach at Union and uh, former Jayhawk wrestler. How about that? He was yeah. one of my heroes when I was little. You know, oh, idols really? So um, I talked to Dick a couple times this year at different tournaments. Uh, actually, the Benton Youth Tournament, I was up talking with him. Such a great guy. He's a so, great guy. And, and I'm, I'm not sure if he's still doing it. I think so. There's, uh, there's times I've seen him uh, still contributing to wrestling, working a table or or something, uh, you know, and, and still kind of making a contribution. So, um, yep. uh, coaching involved one of my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorites to uh, uh, talk to, covering his teams and and just yep. uh, on the side. So exactly, uh, what was he was working the table at the Vinton Shellsburg Youth Tournament earlier this year. So um, okay. also, Cale Bridgewater. How about that? Got a got a win, and and uh, Jaden Moore, Caleb Bridgewater, North Glen, and Jaden Moore. I don't think you mentioned Jaden uh, Benton Community. So, not yet. Not yet. Um, uh, with uh, Bridgewater, um, interesting. Uh, only five matches coming in, so he hasn't been uh, really uh, in the the links lineup, um, and and looked pretty good. Winning that 138-pound uh, title beat Brett Yankovic uh, in the finals. He's a freshman from West Delaware. That's going to be really good. But Bridgewater, uh, nice job. I think uh, got a reversal. Um, and then uh, a quick tilt for, for near fall. Um, that ended up being the, the deciding uh, factor. So nice job uh, by him. Uh, hopefully – you know, he's going to be a mainstay in the lineup here going forward and won't miss much. Okay. You know. Side note on Cale Bridgewater. His his uncle is a hot air balloonist. Uh-huh. I've jumped out of his air, out of his uh, uh, balloon. So Really? Wow, guy. that's pretty cool. Good guy, yeah. That's yep. a good guy. And, of course, uh, uh, one of the uh, – you mentioned uh, Jaden Moore – uh, you know, being able to win that uh, hometown uh, tournament, you know, being the neck and rod champ as a Benton community uh, wrestler, that's big. Um, you know, he was a, I think he was a state finalist two years ago, maybe. Um, uh, was a state place winner uh, last year, and then now he's undefeated. Uh, I think he's uh the number one in the rankings. That's somebody that uh uh really has made some, some gains has looked uh pretty dominant so far and and somebody that's gonna contend for a title um there as well. And I think Benton had two finalists overall. I think Eli Kuka uh was a runner up uh as well for um the Bobcats. And then I want to mention to uh, Gavin Jensen uh, uh, with the title. I think it's uh, 113 for Williamsburg. And the oh, reason why I mentioned that, um, Jensen winning the title, uh, Benton Community, Moore winning the title for Benton Community, Bridgewater uh, winning a title for North Lynn. Uh, do you know what they have in common? I do not. They're all connected to Jerry Eckenrod and the fact that Moore wrestles for Benton Community, who, you know, 
Right. Brad Bridgewater wrestled for Jerry Eckenrod. And, of course, Grant Eckenrod coaches Williamsburg. So all three of them have connections to uh, Jerry Eckenrod's namesake of the tournament that they won titles at. That's I thought nice. that was that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, great competition there uh, at Van Horn. Um, and you mentioned uh, Jack, the Jack Mendenhall Invitational, the longstanding uh, uh, tournament there at, at Ames, um, also named after the uh, great coach. Um, Indianola comes away with a team title there, uh, beating Ankeny uh, 161 to 153 and a half. Um, and of course, we've had uh, a couple area champs with uh, Blake Jimo, uh, who won at 113 for Prairie, and then Ben Keeter for Iowa City High, won at uh, 220. Right. Uh, and Jimo uh, is undefeated on the season. He's 27 and 0. So, man, he's, he's really got it rolling. And, uh, you know, nice job at, at the Ames Invitational. I've been there many times. And, uh, as also the Benton Community Tournament, the Eckenrod, but those teams, those tournaments are not easy. So to win those tournaments, that's nice. Good job. Yeah. I think there's yeah. uh, teams in that Ames Invitational. And we talked to, uh, boy, I, I know we talked about this earlier. You know, uh, Jaimo was a state runner up last year. Uh, that did not sit well with him. You know, he was definitely a kid that wasn't happy, you know. Uh, just to be there, you know, wasn't his goal. He, he wasn't there just to show up on Saturday night. Um, and, and you can see he put in a lot of time in the off season, and, uh, you know, it's paying dividends so far this year as he tries to take that one more step. Yeah. Now, uh, and mentioned, you know, Ben Keeter, uh, He's, he's just continued his dominance. I mean, there's not much more to, to say there. You know, uh, he just keeps doing Ben Keeter things, really. He has a loss in high school, right? That's what I'm aware of. That's something I missed. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. Uh Cedar Rapids Prairie ended up finishing sixth overall. City I 10th, Kennedy 12th. Uh, Carter Dolly finished third at heavyweight uh, for the Hawks. Um, Kale Seaton was a uh, runner up at 120, and Kale Kurtz was third at 126 for City High. And then Kennedy had a finalist in Colin Flanagan and a couple more that uh, got uh, fifth, but Flanagan a runner up for, for the Cougars at 195. Right. I think Kennedy had five medalists between fifth and seventh place, if I remember right. So, you know, a nice showing for Kennedy there. And uh, like I said, the place in that tournament's doing a good job. So. Right, right. And, and I think the field was huge when, uh, you know, on the, on the boys' side. And then I think uh, with the girls, too, it might have been up over 200 wrestlers or so i think that's what we reported on our podcast last week i did not okay. see if that's what it was if that's what it ended up being i did see there were seven teams there so i suspect it was lower lower than what we thought um okay so, yeah, i think we're gonna they, we 
expected more than that. So more teams. Uh, one of the uh, area tournaments, uh, the Limar duels uh, were Saturday. Limar rolled through that. Um, you know, they went five and zero. They beat Western Dubuque in the finals, fifty-one twenty-three. But uh, Mount Vernon was third. Xavier fourth. Solon fifth. Marion sixth. Uh, in the eighteen uh, field, Linmar uh, beat Clear Creek Amanda 76-0, 63-15 over Solon, 56-18 over Mount Vernon, and uh, 55-21 over Lamar's. I think that comes down to like a 44.6 uh, margin of victory average. Um, but Linmar looks like they're clicking on all cylinders here for the, the final stretch. You know, I, I ref the youth tournament at Linmar on Sunday, and I want to make a couple of comments. First of all, I, I, when it was over, I, I uh, talked to Doug Stryker, Coach Stryker, and, and uh, said, he got a pretty decent dual, dual team this year. And he goes, yeah, we're going to do all right, I think. You know, So he was, he was uh, kind of downplaying a little bit, but he, he, he knew that he's got a nice one. It was fun to see him do that. So, But the second comment was the wrestlers – and both male and female uh, wrestlers that worked the tables did such a fabulous job. They're were, they were the high school wrestlers and, and uh, the ones that I, you know, I worked three different mats. So three different tables and I had four workers at each table. So they just did a really great job. I wanted to extend that and uh, let them know they did a good job. You know, uh, one of the things that I kind of like, it's, it's just kind of, you know, when I was growing up, Lindmar was considered a basketball school. Right, you know, and I mean, I, I know basketball's still a big deal and everything, but boy, when Doug Stryker came in, I think the culture changed and the atmosphere around the wrestling program. I think he's he's made Winmar a wrestling school. Right. I, I'll go one step further. I think it was also a football school too. Oh, okay. that's, that's, that's coach, uh, yeah. Coach Day. And uh, uh, anyway, and Coach Thurness, was he also, did he also coach there? A that little that bit? was at Marion. Greg Purnell. Uh, was that oh, Marion? Okay. At and least so, I, I think Thurness was at Marion. Yeah. Well, he's also a co, but I, I thought he helped yeah. maybe a few schools. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, but boy, when, when McDonough and uh, uh, Marshall stepped in, it, there's no question it was, all wrestling there, man. Those with those fabulous wrestlers and, and company, and a lot of others too. But those two really stuck stuck out. Um, one of the things that uh, really caught my attention with Limar's performance, more than just the overall team performance, uh, their five ranked wrestlers: Braden Park, Kane Knockaborn, Tate Knockaborn, uh, Luke Gaffney, and Grant Kress. They went twenty five and zero on Saturday with 24 bonus point victories. The one match that wasn't a bonus point win, uh, Kane Nocteborn, uh, who's ranked third in uh, 3A, bumped up from 132 to 138 uh, to wrestle Jackson Jaspers, who's ranked seventh in 2A from Mount Vernon, and won by decision there. So uh, that that's a heck of a, a weekend for those guys, and no doubt uh, that core group of uh leaders for the lions right and that's a nice win because jasper's is a pretty physical wrestler he's tough so yeah i wouldn't expect more than a 
been a decision there. I would, you know, anything beyond that would have been huge, I would think. So, uh, another uh, couple more uh, meets I kind of want to talk about uh, the Tripoli Invitational. Um, Lisbon went up there and came away with a team title, beat Nashville Plainfield 219 and a half to 168 and a half. Lions had seven champs, uh, Quincy Happel at 126, Kate Seabrecht at 138, Indy Harbaugh at 145, Lincoln Hollow at 152, Max Cole at 82, Indy Ferguson at 220, and then heavyweight Wyatt Smith. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's a field with uh, Denver, Nashville. Playing field is strong, you know, they, they were pretty dominant. Just to compare, Lisbon had 220 points, we'll call it, and Nashville playing field had 169. At the Ainsley Rotational, Indianola won it with 161, and the next, the second place team was 153, and that West Delaware had a big separation too. So, you know, you've got teams, that's pretty significant. When you have seven champs and, and a runner-up and two-thirds and a fourth, you know, you're, you don't, you're not losing very many matches, and, and that's, that's quite a separation. So Lisbon doing Lisbon things. Yeah. And I think uh, similar to West Delaware, they had 11 guys in the top four there as well. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, the one runner up, that was probably, probably the uh, one of the biggest matches of the entire weekend, I would say. Um, you had number one, Brandon Paez of Lisbon versus number two, Garrett Rinkin of Nashville Plainfield. And Rinkin came away with a, uh, Win getting a fall in 552. It, uh, he improved to 29 and 0. Uh, Paya is now 20 and 1. But it was one of those things where you kind of wonder, okay, how did this play out? You know, did he was he behind and caught him at the end or, or something? But going through track wrestling, <clears throat> uh, Rinkin led throughout. He had a takedown in the first, then was up 3 0 after an escape. Paya's answered with a takedown, but then an escape and a takedown in the third period, and Rinkin was up 6-2 when he got the ball. And, and, and that, you never know, at that point in time, is, is, is uh, Piaz, is he trying to, you know, you know rustling out, outside his, his comfort zone, looking for the win or whatever, you know, so trying that to could force all, something or But point taken, the match was well at, at hand. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it sounds like he a bit of a dominant, I mean, 6'2 dominant on a very good wrestler, so. Yeah, definitely haven't seen, maybe uh, maybe the Lopez kid from North London, um, but the only one that I've ever seen maybe uh, control Paez like that, but uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see this match again, <laughs> uh, you know, before the season's over, so uh, we'll see how that uh, plays out as well. Uh, just want to mention too, South Winnesheek, uh third at 121 points. They had three uh, finalists uh, in Aiden uh, Fiker, Ethan Maldonado, and Logan Hageman. Um, they're at 106, 132, and 195 as well. Um, kind of heading south um, to Highland, the Gary Curtis Invitational is another one of those uh, uh, tournaments that kind of stand out. Um, Alvernet with uh, a team title over Wilton. They beat Wilton by 13 points. Wilton's a, a good team. 
I think Albernet's got things climbing back up a little bit. Yeah, we we mentioned that last week, I think, and then it's fun to see that that you know they uh, they were down a little bit, never really way low, but by Albernet standards, you know they they uh, they're building it back up, and they got their youth going too. I see them, you know, at the youth tournaments. Uh, they had two champions in Brody Neighbor at 132 and Carson Klosterman at 145. Had five finalists overall and seven in the top three. So uh, not only are they showing that talent, but they're starting to get a little depth and balance to their lineup as well. Right. Last couple of years, they've, they've had a forfeits, as I recall, you know, quite a few in their varsity lineup, just didn't have bodies at those ways. So I think they're really filling that in. So. So good to see you. It'll be interesting to follow them uh, as they go along here. Just want to mention one of one of the individuals that really caught my attention the second weekend of the, the season, um, Aaron Boone. Uh, I'm going to start calling him Aaron freaking Boone, uh, you know, because of the, the former Major League Baseball player that they would uh, – as a Yankee fan, he had the home run against uh, Boston, and Boston would call him Aaron freaking Boone. But – uh, Aaron Boone of Washington uh, uh, won the 113-pound title, uh, was named OW of the tournament. Um, he beat number two-ranked Brody Brisker of Wilton 5-4 in the finals, handed Brisker his first loss of the season uh, while improving to 31-0 himself. And it, he's somebody that has really impressed you early on, just a freshman for the Demons. Right. I, that was stuck out. For me as well, a battle of the unbeatens and one and two and, you know, just in a five to four match. So that one would have been a fun one. And like you said, I bet we're not done seeing that one this year. Nope. Um, uh, Washington ended up with two champs overall. Chase Greiner uh, won at 160 pounds. South Timo was there as well, and they got third. Logan Arp was the champ at 138. And then uh, I mentioned uh, Iowa City Regina's Aiden Bell won the 170-pound uh, title uh, for the Regals there. So uh, good tournament, uh, good performances there uh, as well. This weekend, uh, you know, we get right back into it. Uh, you know, I know uh, there are a couple big uh, matchups here in the Metro. Uh, Xavier and Kennedy on Thursday night, Glenmar at Prairie. Uh, also Thursday night, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see the Battle of 42nd Street. Um, and then, you know, Limar and Prairie always come down to it. Um, but as far as Thursday and Saturday, what are some of the uh, duels tournaments that uh, you're kind of looking forward to? Well, Saturday's the Jayhawk. You mentioned that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Thursday, I just, this just dawned on me when you said that. Just the, the Xavier and Kennedy have a, 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 something that they pass back and forth because I just came up with an idea. I don't think they do. What is it? They need to get like a 42nd Street street sign. Oh, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Like with the pole and stuff, you know, just so you, you know, whoever wins it gets the, the, the street sign and then uh, keeps that for the year. And then, if, you know, if they have to pass it over or whatever, I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be, that would be kind of neat. Oh, we'll have to let uh, the coaches know. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would that would be. Uh, I think that would be cool. You could uh, kind of like uh, 
you know, uh, the Del Buck trophy where half of it's one team color, the other, you could do the same thing with the street sign. Oh, yeah. Half, yeah. half green, half navy or something like that. One side, one side, one color, one side, the other. One, yeah, there you go. We're, we are on to something and we should make it and sell it to these two schools. <laughs> that, would, that would be sweet. I'm. Yeah. Who do we know in the street department? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this, this weekend, um, I'm going to be at the, uh, the Jayhawk, um, there, uh, mentioned, uh, the Lloyd, uh, Schaefer tournament. Um, someone said Hayden Feld tournament, trying to, trying to get a list of teams here at, uh, at each of those. Have you seen the list of teams that are going to be there at Jeff? Not seen it, but generally it's like, uh, Hempstead, Jefferson, Fort, Fort Madison, generally one or two Davenport schools, Clinton, Muscatine, maybe. Um, some some from out west, maybe Fort Dodge has been there in the past, Underwood. So, I mean, I don't know exactly, but those are teams that have been there in the past. Kind of hoping Underwood will, will make the trip back since, uh, you know, they're, they have a team that performed very well was at the Council Bluffs. Uh, uh, classic in the first half of the season. Um, would like to see them compete here again. Of course, uh, you know, when they came, we had that great battle between uh, Pesky and Thompson, too. Um, you know, at, uh, at Jefferson. And then, and then also uh, Millage at the time, uh, and uh, Thompson, I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yep. Now, now um, Russell's in Minnesota. Uh, Millage. Blackus. Thank you. Sorry, Blackus now. So great, great battles. Yeesh. Yeah, looking, uh, finally got him pulled up here at the, uh, um, finally got pulled up here on the, on track wrestling and, the teams listed on track, uh, a couple of them surprised me, actually, uh, but might be in the rotation now. Uh, you got Albernet, Boone, Cedar Falls, Clinton, uh, Devonport Central and North, Dubuque Hempstead, Forest City, Fort Madison. Um, Iowa City High will be there. Well, West Des Moines Valley is listed. Okay. Uh, Waterloo East, Waukee Northwest is listed as well. Hmm. Um, and uh, Muscatine. So, so uh, if that's uh, if that ends up being the field, I mean, if if everybody uh, shows up that's listed, that'll that'll be that'll be a great tournament. To many of those teams have been there for years and years that you mentioned. The the, mm -hmm. the newer ones that haven't been are like Waukee Northwest. Um, let's see. Uh, that uh, who else is there? a couple others in there that that uh, are going to make it a, a oh I City High is back they were in it early on and, and and then got out and were out for many years and now they're back again so yeah been a couple years uh, since they've been there um you know but yeah I mean that's a that's that's great and I love 
you know, it being from 1A to 3A, um, that always adds another dimension to this. Uh, kind of built, well, go ahead. I kind of built that tournament. I didn't want it to be like Mississippi Valley uh, teams necessarily. Uh, you know, I wanted to get a, a good uh, selection from all over the state, which it still is. So I'm glad to see that and, and hear that. So, yeah, uh, looking at the teams listed at the uh, uh, the Lloyd Schaefer Invitational at Marion, you've got Atlantic uh, Cam coming all the way over from the west side of the state. Uh, Benton Community, uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy is listed. Um, not sure if it's Varsity or JV that's going to join, but um, if it's a Varsity, I think that's new for, for Kennedy. Uh, you got Grinnell, Keokuk, Louisa uh, Muscatine, Maquoketa, Marion, Monticello, Mount Vernon, North Butler, Clarksville, uh, which uh, the first thing that comes to mind there is uh, Chet Buss uh, coming down. Uh, he's a, a UNI signee uh, that people, uh, if you haven't seen him wrestle at heavyweight, you take the chance to, to do that. Um, North Lynn, uh, Overland Park uh, from Kansas, uh, Blue Valley Northwest uh, High School. Then you got Williamsburg, Wilton, and Xavier rounding out the field there um, at Marion. So these are fantastic tournaments. Uh, that's not even getting into the Hayden Felt here that um, I'll mention quick at Solon. Um, Pretty sure uh, Lisbon has been a part of that field. Right. And the teams listed at track are Center Point Urbana, Clear Creek Amana, or Center Point Urbana, Clear Creek Amana. Say that two times fast. <laughs> uh, New Hartford, Green County, Iowa City Liberty, Iowa Valley, uh, Lisbon, North Cedar, North Scott, Pella, uh, Vinton Shellsburg. We mentioned the Sanders brothers and Brady Ortner there uh, for the Vikings, uh, West Branch and, and West Liberty, um, who has some good individuals, uh, Colin Cassidy at 106, Drake Collins at 170, who was a champ at uh, Benton this last uh, last weekend. So, man, some great competition here uh, to, really, to really get us into this uh, second full weekend of uh, competition after the break. Right. It seems like there's some – High-powered tournaments every week, doesn't it? That's awesome. Yeah, especially after after the uh, after the break, uh, you hit these, and the next thing you know, you're in conference and postseason mode. So it's it's coming quick. Yep, yep, for sure. All right. Uh, any any final thoughts, Briggsy, uh, before we call the call the podcast? No, uh, apologize for the technical glitch early on and had to think on our feet here and go a different direction, but uh, technically with the Zoom, but uh, good to go. And uh, can't wait to see the results this week. Yep. And uh, right, you got to make adjustments, right? No matter what you're doing in a match, in life, you make adjustments and go forward, right? Right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in and uh, giving us a platform to talk wrestling uh, together and with you. Uh, with that being said, thanks for watching. And Brixie, why don't you take us out?
Let's keep Russell on the move.